Welcome back to the Combat Corner on Split Up with the Fan Productions with the Hot Box Heroes. And today we're just going to talk about upcoming cards, you know, the futures and possibilities, and just general stuff that we've been hearing and talking about, about UFC. So let's just jump into it, my boy. How do you feel about the UFC and its future for right now? Yeah, it's looking great, you know, it's looking great. I like um I like a lot of these cards they're building right now. Um we're not gonna mention next week because, you know, we'll just do the pod as regularly regularly scheduled on Thursday for the next card. But um nah, I mean, yeah, there's some really good fights coming up. Alright, so I'm gonna go jump on UFC right now and we'll talk about one of the upcoming cards. I was looking at this earlier in the week. And it was, you know, it was getting me excited. Yeah, let's look at it in order. So I think the first big, big card that we're going to see is um, December 16th. Edwards versus Covington? Yeah, you will That's see the same one I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got Leon Edwards versus Colby in the main event. This That's is going to be wild. Insane. And, you know, it's crazy because there was like this um, – uh, for both of these guys, the narrative's been like, oh, if y'all want to be champions so bad, y'all need to be more active. You know, I feel like that's always been a, a thing with them. Like, they like to take their time. Like, Leon Edwards had a kind of a case to be to, to fight for a championship for, like, three or four years in a row. But he was only taking, like, a fight or two at a time, you know? Okay. And Colby, I mean, other than fighting Kamaru, Colby's, like... Um, his claim to to being able to you know fight uh, for the belt is kind of weak, you know, it's kind of weak. Um, but somehow both these guys they just kept patient and did what they had to do. I mean, Leon Edwards, you know, he he deserved it. He he took Kamara Usman out, but Colby is kind of weird how he, he was able to how he's able to do this, you know. You know, very interesting. I never looked at that that angle before and now seeing this side of it you know Kobe definitely has it I haven't seen him push hard enough for a belt yet you feel me um I would say he has some dynamic fights I'm not going to deny it but um his last fight was in 2022 yeah Masvidal was on the way out already then um, wow, and then Us- well, for me, Usman got defeated. He had the twice. whole, he had the whole lawsuit with um, cool Masvidal. Yeah, you remember that? He lost to Masvidal before. No, no, he beat Masvidal in the fight. Yeah, and afterwards he got jumped by Masvidal at a restaurant or something like that. And I respond- not even jumped. I think he got sneaked. Um. And he was suing him this whole time. No, that's way. why he wasn't fighting because he's saying like, "Oh, he messed me up." Blah blah blah. Yo, Kobe, bro, just tell me, um, stop suing the man. And well, it's over now. That's why I feel like this was able to be made officially is because he was finished with all the, um, the courts and shit, you know. But yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like the welterweight. Division hasn't been too active, but to just throw Kobe in there is kind of uh, strange. You know, speaking about welterweight, I'm going to look at the division right now. 
and see who's really through there and what's been running through it. I'm excited for it though. I'm excited. I'm still excited. The division or the fight? For the fight, like it, yeah, it'll the fight's be a good gonna one. be insane. I believe you know both have some dynamic styles. Leon, maybe I would say he's probably more technical. Um, on the feet. Yeah, on the feet. On the ground is a different story. Well, he's still a little solid there, but you know, Kobe, he he's a very dynamic person. Um, he's definitely gonna bring the entertainment to it. You know, is yeah. it? You know, he's on my list of hated fighters, but I kind of miss a Kobe, Kobe Covington <laughs> conference. like Just to see the drama. Yeah, because there's not a lot of personalities at welterweight anymore, I don't think. like Not not, not to say Usman is still number one? Entertainers. How like How is Usman still number one in this division? I don't know, bro. I don't know. And then second is Bilal Muhammad. I haven't seen him fight in a long time. Don't even get me started on that guy. In a long time, bro. How are you number two? Gilbert Burns is fourth, but we haven't seen Gilbert Burns fight like for two years, probably. Nah, not two years. But he's been asking for fights, though. I'm not. I'm not. Why even are they not giving them these fights? That's a. I, so I think that's a very welterweight problem there. Um, these guys. The only person really... fighting in welterweight right now is going to be Wonder Boy. They don't want really want to fight each other, bro. They don't want to lose their rankings. Gilbert Burns, at least, he's asking for a fight every single day that I fucking look on social media. But um, yeah, I mean, look, but but how can how can you be surprised when we have the champ Leon Edwards? He was waiting this whole time for his title fight, and he got it. Colby hasn't fought since Masvidal. He gets a title fight, so of course Bilal Muhammad's gonna think, "Yo, let me just wait, and I'll get it." You know, only the the from tenth division to number 15 rank has been the only fighting I've seen in the past maybe two years. Because then you got Kevin Holland, Neil Magny, uh, Jack De La Maya, Ian Gary, bro. Um, From number 10 and up, I haven't seen them fight in a while. There definitely needs to be a lot of more. Uh, I know Sean Brady has a fight. I know Sean Brady has a fight coming up. Luke has a fight with um, Ian Gary. Steven yeah. Thompson and Shavkat are fighting. I'm not excited for that. I'm not at all excited for that. And um, I feel like Burns is just in a tricky situation because he lost to Bilal. Oh, yeah, that was his last fight. He lost to Bilal. Remember that? He, like, popped yeah. his shoulder out or something. He lost the decision. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a tricky situation there. I think this might be the most. Everyone's always talking about lightweight being, you know, jam-packed. They have their fights set up. Welterweight is the one that's, like, kind of slow with bringing up new guys and, and just, just even like, welterweight. Just guys more consistent, bro. We, we welterweight can see. should be, like, one of the most interesting, entertaining divisions. But these guys just take so long in between fights at the top. That's, like, damn. It gets overshadowed by lightweight. Not saying lightweight doesn't have great fighters, but like it just gets overshadowed by these other divisions. Yeah, for sure. Definitely need to see more occurrences from welterweight fighters. Um, right, let's move down the on that card. Has heat. He has heat. Vision has heat. Yeah, what I can't wait for the young guys to really come up too, because all these guys are kind of coming up in age. I agree. But yeah, going back to the nine two ninety six card, we the next um, the Pantoja. Pantoja versus Brandon Royval. Yeah, facts. That's probably going to be another gladiator match. Yeah, it's a banger, too. 
Um, did they? Did he run it back? He didn't run it back with Moreno yet. No, they don't want to. Since Moreno got like four fights in a row with the one competitor, I guess they're trying to make him work for it. Even though he didn't, because he fought he fought Kai Car France in between. Hmm. But yeah, I guess the UFC has to pretend to like be fair to their fighters or whatever. Um, because <laughs> it's obvious, like they have favorites, bro. I feel like. I, th- I feel like Moreno is a big enough draw to have him, you know, skip people. I want to. I want to keep seeing Brandon Moreno fight and win, bro. I just yeah, his his love he that has guy. The beginning of his entrance to the UFC to where he's at now is one of the most insane trajectories I've seen of a fighter. So inspirational. Constant evolution, constant adaptability, and then. Every every fight you question, are you a gladiator? And he proves it every fight. Yeah, he's a fighter too. He's just, he's not a athlete. He's a fighter. It's a difference. Exactly. He's got the heart. Got the dog. Yeah, that'll be an interesting fight. Uh, then we got uh, Shavkat Rachmanov versus Stephen Thompson. <laughs> I'm not happy for this, bro. I'm not happy for this at all. Shavkat's really fun to watch, and I love the way he uh, uses the clinch. I think this second? might be a retirement fight. Real talk. I don't want to even say that. I hope he just subs him quick. I hope he doesn't he beat him too bad. Yeah, I don't want to see my son get damaged too much. Because Stephen Thompson started saying things that I really liked. Like, he was saying, like, he only mm-hmm. wants fun fights. He said he only wants fun fights from now. He, um, But he also wants to fight above him, fights, like, above his rank. Because he was taking a lot of up-and-coming guys. Yeah, he was. And, you know, respect to that, but you're going to take Shavkat, bro? Like, that's not an entertaining fight for you, bro. That guy could just take you down at any moment. Yeah, it was a very uh, interesting pick. But, as you said, I kind of don't want to see Wonder Boy get damaged too much. A quick submission. But at the same time, you know, we can't lose faith in Wonder Boy. Wait, hold on. What was Jeff Neal... Has Jeff Neal fought Wonderboy? I'm not sure. I don't think so. You want him to fight Jeff Neal instead? Oh, he did. He did fight. He, yeah, yo, Wonderboy. Actually, listen, I can't even say nothing. Wonderboy has no choice, bro. He's beating everything under him. Like, <laughs> he's actually beat. Like, literally, uh, Bilal, Bilal and, and Gilbert have beat him, and they're above him. Mm-hmm. And Shopcut's the only guy above him uh, that he could actually fight, bro. Because Kobe has a fight. He could have fought. Oh, yeah, I remember. There was like a, a little um, rumor that he might fight Kamaru before he went up to fight. Uh, what's his name? Shaf- not Shopcut. The other one. Hamza. Hamza. Yeah. Um, that would have been kind of fun. I would have liked that. Shopcut. Wonder Boy like- versus Hamza? No, versus Kamaru. Mm. Kamaru in his that would be nice. State. Kamaru in his current state, I would like to see that because Kamaru, I just feel like he's given up on the grappling. It's kind of crazy. Like he's just kind of given up on it. I mean, you, you, like it's hard to, for me to talk about Usman because I'm heavily biased on that matter. And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I think Usman is on his way out. Or I like him to be on his way out. Yeah, that, but that would have been a fun fun fight. And at least, I feel like it was a better chance and a better outcome for Wonderboy if he won. 
Because let's say he beats Shavka, I still don't think he gets a title fight off of that. Yeah, he's definitely not getting a title fight off that. Which is which is unfair, because I feel like if another person beats Shavka, they might get a title run. I mean, how how is his run looking like? Is he like 2-0, two and, two and oh, 3-0 and oh right now? Wonder Boy? Um, let me check, bro. Uh, he's won. He, he won against Holland. And he lost against Muhammad. Yeah, he he he's two. He's one and two in his last three. Um, but the fights that he lost were to Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad. They just held him on the ground. It wasn't like a finish. It wasn't really entertaining at all. Um, but yeah, yeah, bro. Okay, I don't man. know. Listen, hopefully, I know it's gonna be a great fight. Wonder Boy's in it. I'm gonna support Wonder Boy. Parlay is going on Wonder Boy. Air bugging, but um, yeah, facts. <laughs> Next fight down that card, we got Tony Ferguson versus Patty Pimlet. Oh man, oh. this one has me excited because it's Tony Ferguson, and then I'm a Patty fan. I'm not excited for Tony Ferguson no more. I don't want to see it. So, whoa, whoa, he's gonna get fucking absolutely dog washed and. That's it, bro. He might just get dog washed, but but Patty Pimlet is on some holes, but I don't think Tony Ferguson even has that that power. You know, I also have Patty winning on this parlay. And you already My asked me about the David Goggins shit. I don't think that was making him any better. So I just respect David Goggins, and I'm here to see David Goggins in the UFC. He's not gonna be in the UFC. What are you talking about, bro? But let's talk about Patty, bro. Patty's weight cut is. Insane. Mm-hmm. And it's like willfully insane. Not even like forceful. It's forcefully insane. What if you think he moved up at least one weight division? Nah. Nah, I don't, you don't see think it. He, he was fight. I remember, I think in Cage Warriors, wherever he came from, I think he was fighting at 145 at one point. I don't think he has the frame for welterweight. Um, mm. Okay. I think lightweights are good. I think he makes his weight cuts a lot harder on himself because how big he gets in between. Yeah. Um, he, I'm not saying he's still a big lightweight, even if he was like more disciplined, I guess, with the eating. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he is in his natural weight class, you know. So you know, this is a retirement fight for Tony, and you know maybe I hope at least they give him what they gave Robbie a little highlight reel. Mm-hmm. That would be cool to see. And there's somebody else fighting on this card. Oh, no, it's not this card. My fault. Um, But we also have on this card a fighter I haven't seen in a while, Josh Emmett. Well, I've kind of seen him more Whoa, frequently. whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, brother. Hold on, brother. Oh, okay, You're skipping okay. somebody right here, man. Oh, yes. You're skipping the Vincente Luque versus Ian Gary fight, bro. So. Yeah. Talking about who, world who you got. Who you got, bro? Who you got first? First, let's who you got. Hold on. I don't think we should make pick. I mean, I made a pick very obviously with the with the Tony Ferguson shit, but I won't make a pick here. Okay. But I do have I do I do have somebody I think is winning. Um but I hope I, I, here's the thing. I see a new wrinkle in Ian Gary's game every time I see him fight. And Vincente Luque, he's been away for a minute now. And he did That's add that little wrestling wrinkle. Um, against again. Dos Anjos? Yeah, remember he was wrestling him. That, now, that could be interesting, but I feel like his movement, his striking movement still isn't that good. 
Um, but this could be a banger, you know? This could be a banger. I like both of these guys fighting-wise. Their their fight style is what I enjoy about them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Ian Gary's in the news for other reasons, if you want to get into that. You know, I heard where I got my news from and what I saw was Sean Strickland. And I heard that Ian Gary is suing Sean Strickland over how to be a wag, basically. There's definitely a threat of that. For and... um, yeah, for anybody that doesn't know, Ian Gary is uh, in a relationship with, with his wife. He's married to uh, he's 26. He's married to a 40 year old woman. Which listen, which listen, I support that. I support that all the way. Film OG Milfunter. Hunter. Do your thing. Everybody knows what I am. Do your but, thing. Uh, apparently, this woman is very... Uh, first of all, he took her last name. Machado, that's not an Irish last name right there. He, that's, he really, a, that's an insane play, I'm not going to lie. I don't sanction that. That's and apparently, play. another thing, his nutritionist is this woman's ex-husband. And he lives in the house with them during trainer camp. Is what I've been hearing. That's what I heard too. On and top of that, you go ahead and tell the wag story, bro. Go ahead. If anyone doesn't know what a wag is, you know, educate the people, man. How to be a wag. Now, for you, so, Sean Strickland. Why are you suing Sean Strickland? It's really my problem. Yo, bro. I had in this matter. What if somebody doesn't know what a wag is, bro? You got to let them know. I, I, I'm going to tell them how to wag is, bro. How do I? All right, so I don't even know how to. What is a wag, bro? Okay, a wag is a, a term made by popular recently in the last, I don't know, 20 or something years. It stands for wife and or girlfriend, I think. Wife and girlfriends of basically celebrities. Yeah, bro. So, like, don't a woman a that her goal is to. Become married to us to not a celebrity to an athlete, more usually, right? So we've seen this a lot in the NFL and the NBA. You know, now that the UFC is getting bigger, I think that we've seen our first occasion of a wag getting into the UFC uh, dating pool. Which, as toxic as it is, it's probably a good sign for the sport. You know, they're probably getting paid more now. These wags are paying attention to UFC fighters. Yeah, it's, um, it's kind of a cool plight for the UFC. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> kind of good that's thing. That's very interesting. Wow. It's a plague okay. of good good things, good omens. So, you know, I guess basically this woman wrote a book. Started, this, but... book wrote a, this woman wrote a book on how to become a wag and how to basically snare a young up and coming athlete. And, and I um, don't support that. That is what I don't support. I don't support her book. I don't think you should put out a book like that. Yeah, and the whole MMA community is basically coming out and uh, trying to help this kid get out of the situation. We don't know what's going on in there, you know. Maybe it's not that way, but all evidence points towards something else. And, uh, yeah. I mean, Ian Gary's become very unlikable even before this with the whole, um, with the whole, what's his name? Not Jeff Neal, that other motherfucker. Neil Magny. I always confuse them because the Neil. Okay. That whole Neil Magny fight, how he was trying to turn him into, you know, uh, 
child abuser and all that. It wasn't really necessary. Oh nah. Um yeah. And uh so listen man, don't be a wag, how to be a wag, don't be a wag, but UFC's play now is insane. Um maybe this is coming from when Dana signed that deal with Vince McMahon to be like one big unified sport now. Maybe that's what started putting them in a different trajectory. I guess. Um, that deal was also insane. That's the real world, though. Man really, really made that deal. Shout out Vince McMahon. Um, I seen this Instagram clip from when Brock Lesnar was fighting in the UFC, and on one of Brock Lesnar's walkouts after he finished the fight, Triple, not Triple H, Undertaker was right there, and they looked like they was about to square off for a minute. Fake. I, I know it's past don't the like time, that. but I would love to see Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar, bro. I'm personally of the uh, the other way on this. I don't support it. I don't. I like the WWE for what it is and all that wrestling shit, but I don't need it coming into this sport. And uh, yeah, it's just you know, I so I feel like we sh- they should both support each other, you know. And I feel like most fighters like wrestlers, and most wrestlers like fighters. But bringing the two worlds together, what's the point? You know, this is just more of a corporate merger. I think I don't think it's ever gonna really relate, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't really merge into the actual fighting aspect of it because we're trying to make a legitimate sport here and uh, bringing a bunch of wrestlers in like CM Punk we've seen what that happened hey there you know, uh, it's not me. it's not it doesn't translate all I want to try to say is I need to see Triple H and Brock Lesnar throw hands it doesn't have to be in the UFC because I also share the same point as you that wait Triple H or the Undertaker down, I mean the Undertaker my fault my fault Bro, those are some six-year-old men, bro. That's fucked up. Now, that's what I'm saying. Not right now. I wish, I wish we saw this in their prime. That would have been an insane fight to see them throw the hands. But um, definitely, you know, CM Punk's trajectory, it was one of failure, and definitely don't come back in the UFC for sure. And I'm pretty sure that would translate to other WWE fighters. Didn't he come back to the WWE? I heard something about that. I saw it on Twitter. Um, I don't know, like, if it's, you know, all I saw was CM Punk came back. Him and um, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yeah, that's good for them. That's fun. I support Randy Orton for me, RKO. All now, right, let's hop on to the next one. Josh Emma versus Giga Chikadze. What do you think about that? You know, every time I see Josh Emmett fight, he always puts on a fight. You know, sometimes it's wars, to be honest. But Josh Emmett is getting older now, and his chin is getting a little, little touchy. That's how I feel about Josh Emmett. Mm-hmm. Well, who is he fighting? I'm pulling up the card right now. Giga Chikaze. No, Giga might also have a, tr- a chance of winning here. Yeah, I might. I probably would. Mm, I don't know. I don't want to be so quick to write him off, but we see, uh, yeah, we see Josh Emmett's last performance, and it was against yeah. Yair Rodriguez, who's another like dynamic kickboxer that really he really broke him to the body before he finished him. And I mean, that's kind of Giga's uh, calling card. So we could see that happen, but it's it's also a three round fight, 
So we don't see Josh. I feel like Josh Emmett won't really hold back as much, even though that's part of honestly, Josh Emmett does like to sit back. Nah, he um, does sit back for sure. I would say that obviously I would lean Giga because I just want to see Giga a little bit higher up and stuff. But this really isn't a fight that I would want to bet on too heavily because Emmett got some durability fake. Yeah, it's like I know Josh Emmett lost to Yair Rodriguez, but Yair Rodriguez is one of the better fighters in this division. For sure. Um, and Giga's been kind of inactive and has been, you know, exposed once or twice here and there. Um, but yeah, it should be a fun fight. I feel if like Josh we- Emmett wins, I'm not going to be mad at that. Me. Yeah. If Giga wins, I'm also not going to be mad at that. I support both of them. I feel like we could skip like two fights on this card, two or three. Um, about just Cody. the real exciting ones. Cody, we got Cody Garbrandt versus Brian Kelleher coming back. You think and, this uh, one is one I want to ask you? You think Cody's gonna gonna take this as a dog? I think he, he can for sure. I think yeah, probably. I, like, come okay. on, it's Brian Kelleher, bro. Like. uh no disrespect, but it's like Cody Garbrandt was Cody at a certain level. Yeah, yeah, he got he, some hands. He's got some power. Brian Kelleher doesn't have one in like distinguishable. Cody's thing. unranked right now. Probably. Um, wow. Kelleher doesn't have like one distinguishable trait that's like puts him over the edge. Where Cody Garbrandt has that power. You know, he's a little chinny, but it's like the guys that are chinning him have some real power too. So, yeah. Biggest thing about Garbrandt is he's been injured. He keeps on, like, he's been announced to fight, like, two, three times, but he keeps having to pull out due to injury. That could be a bad thing, too. So, yeah. Stop. You know, sometimes the injuries could happen without even, like, training that hard, you feel me? And to that, I would say it's tough, but... To see him go from having a ranking to no ranking is, is insane. And hopefully, you know, maybe this might be a run. Uh, do you think it will be a successful run for the belt? No. I think yeah. it's done for him, but I think he still could have some exciting fights. You think he might be like a gatekeeper? Um, I don't have no problems with Cody Garvin, but honestly, I don't. I don't think he'll even get to that point where he's like, a steady thing in division because he's he's been changing weight classes, been changing gyms, all these injuries. You know, it's just um, it's just not a good combination. If it happens, it happens, and that's good. But I think he might just become like a not a gatekeeper because gatekeepers usually stay in the same ranking in a in a division. And I think he's going to be bouncing up and down. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He's, he, he's not going to be gatekeeper, but. Yeah, even the Let's early prelims about... on this card are, are kind of good. Like, I'll just mention them real quick. We got Randy Brown coming back versus Muslim Salikov. That's a good fight for sure. We got uh, Alonzo Menafield versus Dustin Jacoby. Though that's going to be a good one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the the heavyweights Martin Boudier versus Shamil Gaziev is going to be some real um, kind of a slobber knocker fight. Heavyweight. I don't think it's going to be a real quick finish. And then we got Tagir Ulanbekov versus Cody Durden. That's going to be a wrestle fest for sure. Just look at those. Oh, yeah, that's just. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, that's the early prelims, bro. That's kind of crazy for an early prelim. Yeah, so it's gonna be a good is, card. The card is an insane card from Jump. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they're ending the year with these type of cards. Very, very. Yeah, and then dynamic, after that, January 13th. January 13th, we got Ankali versus Walker. Too, now, I'm very excited for that because I know we had a little tease before the, the stupid doctor stoppage. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to still back Johnny Walker. So hopefully Johnny Walker takes his dope. Yeah, and they seem like they don't like each other more now. So it's going to be... Uh, Which I don't understand. It was I mean, some weirdness that happened at the end of it. You remember that? Uh, I don't know yeah, what that was like, about. What was that aggression for was my question. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, I it was like, hot in there. It's a lot of confusion. Who knows? Okay. And then after that, well, that's the only fight we have announced for that card. That's just the main event. And then we and got, we got 297. <laughs> 297, January 20th in uh, Canada. This one I'm like feeling my heart. You know, if he wins or if he loses, I'm going to feel that emotion. Oh, we got your favorite fighter in the co-main as well. Raquel Pennington versus Myra Bueno Silva. You're going to love that. That's a title bout for Bantamweight. No way. Yep. No way. Yep, man. Bantamweight. Super fun. Why is there no different type of, you know, mix-up? Bringing some new blood. Raquel, this is probably... The mountains have been in here for ten years. Raquel has probably been here about the same time. If Andrade is the mountain, then Raquel Pennington is like the valley or some shit, bro. <laughs> I agree. Listen, uh, I kind of <laughs> don't want to see that fight, but you know, if I don't got you... nothing against Raquel Pennington, that's and that that's that's my co-host. I don't know, I'm not, but yeah, I'm not really excited for that. Um, yeah, not at all, but. We got Jan coming back. Yeah, Jan Bohovic versus Alexander Rakic. That's going to be a fun one. That's gonna be a, it's kind of scary, too, though, because... Why? Because um, Jan is older right now? or I mean, yeah, he's been older for a <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, uh, even when he was the champ, he was talking about, I only got a couple fights left. Like, I'm going to try to rack it up a little bit and mm-hmm. um, retire. And it's like... Rakic is does not care about like making a fight entertaining. He's gonna try and just win. And we saw in the their first fight, Rakic was trying to institute that wrestling game plan until his knee popped out. Um partially you could say Jan Bohovic's legs kicks were were doing something with that. But those are menacing. Yeah, it's just um I hope Jan can pull it off. I'm gonna definitely pick him, whatever anyone says, I'm definitely picking him. Uh, Rockets is coming off an injury. Uh, to the same yeah. man he's about to face. Yeah, and Jan is kind of. Uh, I'm, I feel like he's kind of mad right now with this whole uh, uh, Pereira situation. He thought he won that. Um, I'm not gonna go all the way there with that take, but hopefully, you know, he takes it a bit more serious because I feel like. I know it was at altitude, but you knew the. I feel like you knew the um, the stakes against Pereira. Like if he won that fight, he would have been in title contention immediately. And um, for a three rounder to, if your plan was to wrestle, you you should have had a way longer wrestling camp. You should have been out there uh, acclimating to that altitude a lot sooner. And I'm just saying this because I want to see him win. You know, it's not any. Uh, 
slight on him. It's just mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know, I'm always here to see Jan win. Hopefully, you know, TKO by light kick. That would be beautiful. That'd be fun, yeah. On his trajectory right now, man, he's getting older and it's getting kind of worrisome. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But I still have faith with him until the end, whenever we see the end. Yeah. So the next, you want to talk about the next one after that or just skip to Charles Jordan? Well, you're not excited for Arnold Allen, bro? I am. I'm, I'm just excited for Charles yeah. Jordan, too. Okay. Arnold Allen versus Mozart, Mozart Evloev, that's going to be fun. Uh, Arnold Allen is a talent here, bro. He's very quick for featherweight. He seems to have a lot of power. Got some striking ability right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like every one of these young guys are going to get tested by Max Holloway. It's just what happens, you know. So, uh, yeah, this could be a fun fight. Uh, it's really kind of up to Arnold Allen to try and stifle the Evloev wrestling and I feel like on the feet he's definitely gonna have a lot more of a danger factor on the feet it's gonna be fun this could definitely end in a KO and I'm probably gonna put that in the parlay okay and we got Charles Jordan versus Sean Woodson which is a real fun fight cause uh Sean Woodson I've told we talked about him before he's such a weird ass build for this division Mm-hmm. Um, he's so tall, and I feel like he's taking advantage of a lot of guys with that, which, you know, all respect. That's what you got to do. But um, to be honest, this is the first real test that he has in this division. And Jordan, in it, for Sean Woodson, yeah, like this is an actual real, like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. He has a game plan that's highly effective, scary. And, yeah, it's going to be a banger, I feel like. And it's going to be really like a, a real boxing versus kickboxing type of fight, which I love to see. Yeah, this is probably, this has two ways of ending, either in a war or a TKO. It could end in a submission, but I don't know if Jardine is going to want to wrestle. He might just keep it standing. Yeah, he's crazy. I feel like he probably enjoys that it's going to be a striking match. He wants to show who the exactly. better striker is. Exactly. And, and this could get very intense. I'm not going to lie yeah, it this was, might it was end fun. in a war. This might just be a war. This it's this fun. is a I like both of these guys. Um, Charles Jordan isn't ranked yet. Nah, that's crazy. I hope so. Then I mean, that's kind of crazy. Jordan's been doing his thing. This is lightweight. No, they're at featherweight. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I'm about to see who's ranked. Yeah, bro, he's not ranked. I feel like he should definitely be in the top like 15. By now, well, yeah, hopefully this is for a rank at some point. Um, his last performance was insane. Damn, what the fuck? How is he not ranked? That's how deep the featherweight division is, I guess. But like, I'm I taking mean, I'm taking him over fucking Dan Ige. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm taking him over Lerone Murphy. I'm taking him over Alex Caceres. For sure. Alex Caceres, for sure. Bro hates Alex Caceres. But yeah. um, Yeah, it's a great fight. Real fun. Listen, uh, dynamic, uh, parlays. Um, I'm going Charles Jordan for that, for sure. And now we got Neil Magny coming coming back for welterweight against Mike Mallett. 
Yeah, that's their Canadian superstar, I guess. Canada's real weak, bro. Like, they don't really got a lot of, like, big names coming out of there. I mean, but hopefully yeah, in, the, in the future, but I don't see any right now. Yeah, and then we got Dominic Reyes coming back versus Carlos Olberg. He got what he wanted because, remember, Carlos, shout, he, he asked for that. Mm. Wait, wait. And honestly, Before we Olberg... even jump to that one, didn't we see Neil Magny fight earlier and he tried to... Um, yeah, you hate Neil Magny now. He he got beat by Ian Gary. But for moving across the field? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Hopefully, don't do that your next match, bro. You can keep the standing. Now, yeah. so light heavyweight, Dominic Reyes. You think Reyes still has a chance in this division? Yeah, I do. I think... Um... Olberg has not even been tested yet, honestly. Like this is bro. this would be his first test for sure. And Dominic Reyes, I feel like people are really sleeping on what he used to be. You know, I know his chin might have taken some damage and stuff like that, but uh, Carlos Olberg is very patient, and he might not really pull the trigger quick enough. And if you let Dominic Reyes have a chance in a fight, he's very fast. And he has good power in his hands, so it'll. I think this could be a real fun fight, no matter which way it goes. I agree. And to what you said before about Olberg being very patient, I definitely see him being very patient in his last fight against Jung. Um, he was on the near end of kind of maybe losing that because of himself. Yeah, and then and that's Jung my real problem. pressure at one point. It, honestly, Jung didn't come out his best way because we've seen him make an adjustment in that fight and really kind of put it on Olberg. And even though he lost the fight, he had a good run at having Carlos on the back foot. So Dominic Reyes, that's a much higher ranked opponent. So he his game plan might be a lot more effective. So, yeah, yeah, Oberg definitely needs to work on being on the attack. Like when you see blood go for it. Because you can't just hold back. And I feel he does that a lot of fights where especially in the junk fight where we only saw him really just throw a straight jab. It's one thing if you said, like, your your other hand was broken. That's why you didn't want to throw it. Okay. But, like, it wasn't. You yeah. need to know when to apply the pressure. And if he applied pressure earlier, he could have TKO'd Jung. But I guess you need to work on that, Oberg. Mm-hmm. So um, then we got Chris Curtis versus Mark andre Barriou. That's a fun fight. That's a fun one right there. I like both those guys. This also is looking to be a war, bro. Yeah, and Chris Curtis is a dog, but Mark Andre Barriou, bro, that stamina is crazy. That middleweight is a different. It's like you always have a couple anomalies in every weight class. That's just like welterweight. We have um, we got Colby. Like Colby's stamina is insane for the amount of pressure he fights with. You know, yeah. Um, then we have at bantamweight, we have what's his name, uh, Aljo's training partner, Marab. That guy's insane cardio. Middleweight, we got this guy. Uh, Barry Ute, bro, that stamina he has, he just wears on you the entire time in the clinch. Tries to get you to the fence and just wears on you, trying to take you down, strike in the pocket with combos. And guess what? Chris Curtis loves that shit too, bro. Exactly. So this is a real banger. This is a real banger. This is banger. a bloodbath on, on the making right now. Yeah. So I can't, I don't even know who I would pick 100% in this because Mark andre Barriol is walking right into Chris Curtis's game plan. But that's his game plan as well. This is where, where both these men excel at. So great, 
I feel like this is a great matchmaking by the UFC for real. This is going to be a slept on thing, but it's going to be a good ass fight, I think. For sure, I can't even say. I see this going three rounds just off of willpower of both these fighters. Yeah. And then we got um, Brad Katona versus Garrett Armfield. Mm. Um, Garrett Armfield, bro, that guy is a little banger, bro. I'm excited for that. And Brad Katona coming through um, the con- not the contender series tough. He's a uh, he's a little true vet, you know. So it's gonna be fun to see these guys scrap as well. And both these guys like to as well. They they don't they don't they're not hiding from the fight. Like they're trying to get in each other's faces and throw. So fun. Katona had a good tough run too, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then um, yeah, we got Jillian Robertson coming back. Whatever. I don't really care. Yeah, welterweight. We got you. Know, it's a name though. I don't. <laughs> I don't hate Jillian Robertson, but you know, and okay. Pollyanna Viana. She looks interesting. Um, then we got welterweight. You want Johan Laness. That guy throws with a lot of power. Uh, Sam Patterson. I'm not gonna lie. Don't remember this guy. I don't know if this is a debut. Same, same. Um, if not, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's not a debut. He had a fight. I'm gonna have to watch that back, Sam Patterson. I apologize, and um, but yeah, this could be a fun one too. For 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 like an early prelim, I don't mind that a welterweight fight, you know. And then I think they're trying to get Jimmy Flick out of here at flyweight. At flyweight, yeah, for sure. Cause uh, yeah, they just are. We'll see. But, them. Hey, yeah, for sure. We'll we'll see. That definitely don't bet on that fight. I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely, Malcolm Gordon looks absolutely terrifying. Like a lemur or something. It's very weird. Look at that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Sorry, bro. It's okay. Um, do we have any other fights coming up after that? Then we got Hermanson sure. versus Joe Pfeiffer, a card built around them. That that'll be fun. Versus Pfeiffer. That's Pfeiffer's the main. Yeah, yeah, they're getting a main card fight night. Um, that'll be fun because Jack Hermanson. Um. I know he lost the the Lidze, but his fight before that. Oh, was I remember Chris, this. With yeah. his Chris Curtis fight, um, the mount like I never thought this guy was gonna change his style anyway. His movement has changed a lot, mm. and I feel like he tried to get into a grappling battle with the Lidze, and he's just more of a wrestling type of grappler, while um, Hermans is more of a BJJ grappler, and sometimes it just doesn't work out for you, you know. Uh, against Piper though, uh. Listen, we'll I don't really think Pfeiffer's see. winning this. I'm gonna be honest. You say you don't think he's winning this? No, I said I think he's winning this. You think he's winning this? Yeah, I mean this—that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a uh, you know a, a way up, but um, who? I think this is gonna be a real fun fight. This is gonna be a real good test for, for Piper because sure. if Jack Hermanson's really kept working on that style of movement, movement-based striking, um, and maybe got his grappling a little bit better, this could be a real fun. We can see what happens here. Yeah. Middleweight it's a good is test also of like uh, division right now. Yeah, it'll be a good test of Joe Pfeiffer's composure as well. Because in that fight against um, the last guy he fought, Al Hassan, I think Al Hassan. Yeah, when he 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 just was really trying to finish the fight a lot, a lot. Like if it was a longer fight, we could have seen Joe Pfeiffer's gas tank get a little tested. And remember mm-hmm. that leg was getting a little beat up too. And Jack Romanski oh, yeah, loves definitely. throwing those leg kicks. He loves leg kicks. They're not as powerful, but there is a lot of volume behind them. Yeah, and I think the the last card we should probably talk about a little bit. Exciting card, February seventeenth. We got um, we got 
Alexander Volkanovsky coming back in Anaheim. Gets Taporo. Taporo, yeah, that's a that's a scary that's one. A, there. That's a um, that's that's a lot of pressure. That's a pressure heavy fight, and I feel both of them are just gonna just stylistically like duke it out. That's gonna be a bloodbath. Uh, I wish Alexander Volkanovsky took some time between these uh, between his last fight, but it is what it is, and we'll see what's up. That's, you think? Well, like it's you know we can never count Volk out. I respect Volk for every fight he had and did, and I respect this one. I do also think you should have taken some more time off, maybe like extra two three months. Come out in like the summer or spring fight maybe, but um, Tapora has been on a great trajectory. Yeah, what I would say though for in Alex's favor is like Tapuria has not faced too much adversity and he's very kind of predictable. And Alex Volkanovsky is one of the best like game planners in the game. Sure. We've we've mentioned this. Like he's not uh insanely good in any one category. He just knows how to prepare for his opponents. And uh hopefully if he keeps going at it like that, I think he's still he definitely has a, more than a chance. Like this should probably I'm not gonna make the odds on this one, but um, if it wasn't for his knockout, I would have been picking him 100% already. It's just the fact that he's coming off so quickly after the uh, Makachev loss, a little nerve wracking. Yeah, man. Uh, then we have 299 O'Malley versus Vero. Two. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, both very dynamic strikers. Um. I can't. I'm, I can't place no odds on that right now. To be honest, I gotta look into that more. But very exciting. Uh, I'm not gonna say who I got more. Okay. You know who I'm leaning for, but it would be fun. Actually, even if this is a good thing, because even if um O'Malley wins, mm-hmm. there's still the there's still the conversation. They're one and one. A trilogy could be made if it's a if it's a good fight, like a long fight, let's say it's a decision, okay. we could set up a trilogy right away in rivalry. You know, I'm always with the trilogy, but I I feel like we've been spoiled after Moreno's trilogy quadruple tree. Um, we've been spoiled, man. But I feel like uh, the way you the UFC is pushing Sean O'Malley like more of a star, it it'll be easier for them to like really uh really push that narrative, you know? Because they gave Connor Dustin Poirier fucking three times in a row. Yeah. I mean, two times in a row after just losses. So, um, you know, we'll see. But, the, but right. yeah, the great cards. Great cards coming up. It's going to be a great year. I'm with it for a trilogy as well. All right, so, guys, you know, we talked about some upcoming and future fights. What's going to play out, how we feel. Tune in on Thursday for the picks for the upcoming card where we have Misha Tay making a comeback. Um, we'll talk more about that on Thursday. So, job bless. Be great, my boy. Safety.